everybody and welcome back to the new episode of the uh, Tree Top Chat. Uh, we sincerely hope that you have uh, enjoying the summer uh, we have. Um, we also uh, appreciate the response uh, to what we are doing uh, with the Tree Top Chat and it seems that uh, people are very happy with uh, what we're doing. So um, thank you for that. Uh, last week we had a great chat with Mika from Arborist FI. Uh, if you missed that, uh, you can always uh, look uh, afterwards on our YouTube channel. Um, and also Instagram has added a new feature uh, where we actually can save the videos from Instagram and we, we can upload those later to our um, YouTube channel. So you can watch it afterwards uh, if you want to um, in the future. So um, today we will be speaking to Will uh, on Instagram. Uh, Will is uh, an arborist and a bolt turner uh, from the UK who had just recently moved uh, to Sweden after some hassle with uh, customs or whatever. We have to check it out, say what he says. Um, so it will be very interesting to hear about that whole story and uh, what happened. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Hey, oh, hey, Anders. Hi, Will, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. You? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, we uh, we yeah. finally made it here to Sweden. Um, yeah. Great weather and great people. Great, great. So, actually, where are you in this country? Um, we are um, just away from Bolnas. Um, Bolnas? Uh -huh, yeah, maybe 20 minutes drive from Bolnas. Okay. So, uh, nice, nice. So uh, you've been here for about uh, a week, 10 days, or what is it? Um, yeah, maybe we've been here 10 days. Um, we've just got set up in our little place to live. Um, and then we're going to start working on restoring uh, our house um, and then get to work as well in back into the trees. Oh, nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, uh, as you know, we have a bit of an agenda here, so uh, I'll just get, get right into it, you know. So, you know, my first question has really become a question that we ask everybody, and of course it's very interesting since everybody has a different story and a different answer to tell. So how did you end up in the arborist industry, and, and what did that industry look like when you joined? Um, okay, yeah. Um, so I actually started in the arb industry, um, through uh, through my other business of making bowls and spoons. Um, I needed to get some wood to make some bowls. Um, and I knew a guy I'd known from a long time back um, and he worked in the woods. Uh, I got in touch with him. Um, I ended up doing my chainsaw tickets and bits and pieces and then working in the woods for a couple of years, um, hand cutting, um, you know, it was a lot of hard work. It was good fun. Um, yeah. And then I decided that um, garden tree and arborist work was, um, it looked really interesting. You know, you'd see a guy climbing in a tree. Um, yeah. You know, people would be working in a big group. Um, so, yeah, I did some tickets for the climbing um, and, and sort of went from there, really. Um, oh, nice. I was working in London quite a lot there, back in the UK. Um, which, uh, you know, you get some nice trees and nice work, 
but it's not without um, the, the downside of obviously the, the crime aspect there. Um, mm. So, you know, you have to be aware of where your kit is at all times. Um, that was a big draw for us to come to Sweden, actually, was um, the, the lower crime rates. Um, uh. You know, you can work somewhere here in a town or a city and not be worried that um, your truck or your chipper is going to disappear. Um, uh, that's nice of you too, huh? Yeah. Um, but then, um, so yeah, for me, that was it. I've been in tree work for five or six years now. Um, so, so, you know, not as long as some of the other guys that you've talked to um, <laughs> and not as experienced. But, um, you know, there's all, you're, you're always learning. There's always something new to learn. Um, yeah. There's always a new skill to, you know, someone can show you a new trick every day at work. So um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, which so you know, what? what in, so in your work as an arborist, what what do you enjoy the most? Um, I guess it's it's um probably a prune or a reduction. I think is my favourite kind of stuff. Um, you know, if you get to uh, a job site and the customer says, you know, they've got like um, you know, let's say an oak tree and they want to just they want a flat top on it. And then you say to them that you can do a proper reduction. Um, you know, you reduce the size of the tree and the shape looks great. And the customer doesn't even notice where you've been in the tree. You know, you've to them, it still looks like a tree and it's not just flat like they wanted. Um, that's my favorite thing, I think, is um, a really good reduction. Okay. And also, of course, the, the interaction with the client, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, you get to meet different people um, and obviously making the customer happy at the end of the day is is the important thing. Um, they're obviously, you know, providing them with with good quality tree service that's right for the tree as well. Um, not always maybe um, doing exactly what they want if it's wrong for the trees. Um, you know, the trees need to be treated equally as well as the people. Um, so, yeah, exactly. a reduction, dealing with nice people. Um, that's, I think, the best thing for me of a day of work. Nice. So, you know, you actually started, uh, you know, as a, as a bull turner. And uh, as we can see so on, on, the, on, on your, your posts on Instagram, you're very skillful at it. So um, tell us a little yeah. bit about, you know, the, the craftsmanship uh, side of, of your career and how that started, you know, because obviously now you get the raw materials from, from, the, from the trees for, for that ball turning business you, you're doing. But give us, uh, give us some insight there, please. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, um, so I think I just, I ended up buying a lathe, um, an electric lathe, um, um, and at the time, we used to have like a little tiny metal garage. So, it, you know, I worked in there. I taught myself how to make bowls and spoons. Um, and at the time, there wasn't so much, you know, the internet wasn't, there wasn't as much, you couldn't Google everything. Um, you had to learn, you know, through books or the hard way. Um, yeah. But then obviously that led me towards um, like the historical stuff. And obviously Sweden has a big wood culture. Um, so that was um, another draw, you know, for coming to Sweden is um, being able to research articles, you know, in, in real time. 
Um, yeah. We can go to a museum here um, and, and handle wooden bowls and spoons from two or three hundred years ago. Um, so, yeah, and obviously, you know, free resources. I can't complain with, with free wood, so. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what about that business now? How, how are you able to continue that whilst you're in Sweden? Or I think eventually, yeah. I mean, we've got... Um, The, the house we're in here, I mean, you know, you can see behind me, it's, it's in pieces. So I think for, the, for at least a year, we're going to be busy restoring this house. Um, uh, and then, you know, I might find some time in between. Um, but I would imagine for a year, probably I'm not going to be turning. Um, but the plan will be, obviously, once we're settled, to, to get set back up and get back to making um, bits and pieces, yeah, bowls and spoons and stuff. Yeah. So, so did you bring any of the equipment needed for that? <laughs> we uh, we shipped all of our uh, our original plan was to rent a van in the UK and drive mm. to Sweden with all our stuff and take the van back. Um, but obviously, with Corona and borders being shut, um, that really put a stop on that. So yeah. we um, I put our all of our machines and all of our stuff into pallets. Um, okay. And we sent them. Um, uh, and then when everything arrived, the heaviest pallet full of machines was on top of another pallet of machines. So it Ooh. was quite tense time wondering if everything was broken, um, you know, because it's expensive machinery. Um, oh. But everything was okay. The machines arrived safely. Everything's here and fine. So it was... Um, It wasn't such a worry in the end. Oh, nice. Well, uh, that was very fortunate, I guess, because, uh, you know, uh, I know what it is to get the damaged goods uh, yeah. when the, you know, shipping all over the world, actually. So you, you also have a shop for this. Uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the, the shop and, uh, you know, how it has evolved and what products you have. Uh, you know, maybe, I, I suppose, you know, a lot of the arboristic and viewers uh, would be interested. Is there something you have to show? Um, most of it, all of our stuff is still kind of packed up and, and tucked away in different places. Um, the most common thing I make probably is like, um, an eating, an everyday eating bowl and a spoon. Um, you know, and then you can, every day you can use those two items. Um, and every day you use them, they get better. You know, they, they get a patina. Um, so they become prettier over time and the more you use them. Um, but yeah, I make a variety of stuff on there. Um, I mean, bowls, spoons. I've made some really pretty uh, knife handles um, onto some Swedish Mora blades um, from some uh, prunus wood before. Okay. So yeah, yeah, so if I've got obviously a fruit tree coming down or some some lovely walnut or something, then we would mill that as well, um, and you know, small pieces of furniture and stuff. Um, but the online store, yeah, that's the easiest way for me to sell. Um, like yourself, um, people can view everything you've got, you know, they can click it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, people love shopping from the sofa, feet up on the sofa, <laughs> shopping, you know, you get carried away. It's like when you go on onto your site, you know, you can get carried away and just click, click, click and loads of stuff yeah. in the shopping cart and then you you know you're you've spent like a hundred quid so yeah 
actually, we have had some customers who've been doing some shopping from from treetops as well. So uh, see what do we move so far there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so so this this you know uh, you know is this the reason you have become a bit of a you know Instagram uh, celebrity you know with twenty three thousand plus followers or I mean I think a lot of the followers there are maybe people that have joined at some point um, and maybe have have gone away um, but I guess yeah it's just a case of maybe consistency in the photos and stuff. Um, you know, yeah. consistent either work, it's either tree work or it's, um, it's something I've made. Um, so I guess, I guess obviously the people that want to see either handcrafted work or, or tree work, um, are going to be those followers. Um, yeah. and I think as well, a lot of arborists are into wooden stuff. Um, yeah. even if maybe right. they don't make it. Yeah. Yeah. So you think those those are the main reasons, you know, that people are are being drawn to your your content on your Instagram account? I mean, I'd like to think so. I mean, there's no photos of me in like a bikini or speedos posing on the beach, so <laughs> it must be it must be um must be the work and the photos. Yeah. <laughs> so uh since since you quite recently moved to Sweden, um Give us uh, some insight to to the reasons why, and and you know, the, obviously some of the complications of getting here. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, moving is one of the most stressful things um, that you can do. Um, you know, we had we planned to have moved uh, at the end of March, so my partner and I had both stopped working. Um, you know, we'd done last tax returns in the UK, so we couldn't work. Um, and then Corona's shut everything down because, you know, we yeah. were driving here from the UK. So we had to come through like France, Belgium, Denmark, uh, Germany and Denmark. Um, so that was like, you know, a big stop um, for us to come. Um, but, you know, we got we finally got here. Um, yeah, I mean, the biggest draw here was that you can buy a property uh, for an affordable price with, you know, in the UK, all the houses are packed in real tight together. Um, most of the people aren't very friendly. Um, but literally the, the first day we got here, one of the neighbors came around, um, and he, he knew we didn't have water because the well, we need to get the well sorted. Um, so the neighbor was bringing us water around in big containers. Um, oh, nice. Um, but yeah, you know, everybody's, everyone's friendly in Sweden. I don't think we've met a Swedish person that's not friendly. Um, that's think, very good to hear. <laughs> I think pe from people I've heard that when we were saying we were coming to Sweden, people have said, um, you know, Swedish people are quite quiet and they maybe don't like to talk to people. Um, but we've found the opposite. Um, it's a bit confusing for me because my Swedish is terrible. Um, but my partner, Charlotte, my girlfriend, um, she's getting really good at Swedish, so um, it's working out okay. Um, but That's yeah, good. yeah, good. <laughs> so, um, so that means now where you're living, that means that you probably uh, are going to be skiing this winter, I suppose, huh? <laughs> Either skiing <laughs> or we'll be getting snowed in. Yeah, I mean. Um, the, luckily, the neighbours and stuff have got um, ploughs, but 
they've told us that the road doesn't get plowed for maybe a week. Um, so it may be that, yeah, we're skiing to work. Um, <laughs> but I guess where you are, you've not got as much, uh, you've not got any ski slopes. Well, you know, we have a couple around Stockholm here, uh, not very high ones, but you know, yeah, there are some slopes here actually. Uh, yeah. Uh, just out, you know, there's one just outside the city, uh, which is uh, quite popular in winter time. But last, uh, last, uh, or you know, last season there was no snow at all in, in Stockholm, so it was oh. uh, shut down completely. Wow, this year was yeah. quite low for snow, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Particularly in the in the southern part of the country, uh, you know, up north, they, yeah, I think it was a record. Uh, very far up north, they had like five meters or something. <laughs> it's but, but good down here, down here very little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so coming back to your arborist work you know uh, we're asking this question to everybody as well so what's what's your favorite piece of gear you know um you're using uh i think for me it's probably a, a it's probably a boring choice but it's a petzl zigzag um yeah. have we heard that before <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know it it eats slack. Um, you can put a, you can put their new wrench, uh, the chicane on it. You know, run SRT. Yeah. It's just super smooth. You know, it's. Um, yeah. I mean, between a zigzag and a silky saw, you know, that's my favourite kit, really. Ah, uh, nice to hear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think Silky will be happy now. <laughs> and you can get both of them from you, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I have a whole wall here of, of uh, zigzags and chicanes and uh, wow. silky work as well. Yeah, awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I got a little curious uh, about your name. I was, I was figuring, you know, you're the hungry squirrel. You know, uh, I suppose the squirrel is because you're, you're very quick, uh, you know, in the, in the trees and the crowns. But, you know, the hungry, are, are you a big eater? <laughs> Um, it, it, my dad, my my dad used to have um, a kitchen company, and it was called Squirrel Woodcraft. Uh -huh. um, and then, yeah, I guess I I like eating chocolate and sweets and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I kind of modified the name a little bit. Um, we ended up with the Hungry Squirrel, which um, it, it kind of sticks as well. When you say it to people, they kind of remember it. So it's yeah. um, it seemed to be quite a cool little name. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so you know, this with wood and and uh, you know, uh, craftsmanship kind of runs in the family, I suppose. Then, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, he ran that company for um, as long as I can remember. You know, when I was a kid, I'd be at the workshop if I wasn't at school. You know, playing in the sawdust and stuff. Um, so, as long as I can remember, he's done kitchens and furniture. Um, but um, but yeah, no, he's retired now, so it's it's just me carrying on the wooden stuff. Okay, okay. So where where in the UK did you grow up? Was um, it out in the countryside or in the city? Yeah, so we used, uh, we came from um, from Kent, so in the southeast of England. Um, the, the easiest way to describe it is where France starts, come back into the UK a little bit, and that's where we used to live. Okay. So we were right on the channel, right by um, where France and, and England are together. Um, okay. 
but we could you know i regularly would go up to london for work um it was like an hour's drive or so um okay but that's where nice. we've been yeah yeah so um uh well uh is there any questions that you have for us um or is there any questions from the audience <laughs> I guess the only question I have is when are you going to move, have a shop up this way? So I haven't got a driver's pass south. Uh, well, you know, uh, that, that's a question I had before, but you know, right now we're, we're, uh, you know, we're kind of stationary right here. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, you know, challenge to move or open stores uh, in, in other parts of the country, as you can imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know you're you're more than welcome when you're you're ready to see the uh, the capital. Yeah, I mean, every time we've we've been to Sweden so far, the people at the airport have said um, they say, "Oh, you're going to Sw to Stockholm?" No, <laughs> and they're surprised that we're not going to the city. Um, but no, we've we've definitely got a a plan to head down south at some point. Um, and yeah, we'll definitely come and see you guys. Um, yeah, and probably yeah. Just give me, give me a ring and I'll, I'll take you for lunch. Yeah, awesome stuff. <laughs> Perfect. And it's also so, only maybe 20 Swedish miles or so. Yeah, exactly. It's about, it's about 200 kilometers uh, down from where you are, I guess. Yeah. You have Swedish miles here. As my neighbor, yeah, we have pretty miles, or, or actually, uh, it's uh, you know, something you will get familiar to with the metric system, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, is there any questions from the audience? No, no, no. okay. Well, um, I think we uh, uh, call it the day there. Um, uh, thank you very much for, for joining. You're, you're welcome to the store, as I said, you know, anytime. So for everybody, uh, if you uh, if you missed parts of this or, or the whole episode, uh, this will go up on our YouTube channel uh, during the weekend. So um, next time we will be speaking to Baumflege Huntermark, which is a German arborist, and he's also a representative of Quran. So that will be very interesting. With that being said, uh, thank you again, everybody. Uh, well, thanks. Um, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, cheers, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye.